Hi, and welcome to the student ministry volunteer life group leader training podcast. Um, yes. My name's Matt. I'm the middle school pastor here with high school pastor. Sam Skaggs. It still is weird to hear getting used to that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And we're going to be bringing on some guests. And, yeah. And today uh, we have a special guest. Very special. Your lead pastor, former middle school pastor, and most importantly, cohort, co-laborer in student ministry, life group leading, Nicomas Perez. Yes. Applause. I'm the, one, I'm the applause. only one clapping, clapping for myself. Thunderous applause. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, fun fact for you, Nicomas was my middle school pastor, so this is like a sweet full circle moment we're experiencing here in this room, and you guys are experiencing through Apple Podcast. Oh, yeah. I think. For sure. Yeah, pretty sure. Okay. Um, Sam so was a top-notch student in uh, life groups, by the way. Nicomas was an average life group leader. Average. By the, no, average. <laughs> yes. Top-notch That's why middle school done. pastor as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, sweet. We're excited to jump into this. We don't want to make these take so much time, so we're going to get into what we're talking about. First, let's open up with a question. question is, Nicomas, can you share with us just any type of funny story that you have from like life groups or student leading life groups or leaders, whatever it is? Let's hear it. Yeah, funny stories I can't share. Those uh, mm-hmm. are... we. I told the guys back in the day that they would not leave the group, but I can share it. Like, I know how hard life groups leaders... Um, have it on occasion. And now that I am a life group leader, holy cow, that's a lot harder than just being a middle school pastor. So yeah. you guys as the pastors have the easiest job on the world. Just so you know, leading the life group, that's the tough thing. Um, I remember uh, one, it was a middle school life group. We um, were halfway through the discussion part of the night. So most of the night was over, discussion part was over. And one of our life group leaders marched out, hopped in her car, and left bawling. Oh, no. Bawling her eyes out. And, like, she quit in the middle of (laughs) a life group. Um, Downstairs in the landing, room 108. She just walked. She's just, I'm done. I've had enough uh, leading these girls. I think they were maybe seventh grade girls at the time. And so I like go in there. I'm like, girls, what in the world just happened? And they're like, their eyes are real big. Like, we have no clue. We were just joking around and we didn't mean it. And um, I guess they they weren't listening to this particularly leader. Um, and so I'm like, had the talk with them. I'm like, you guys, these life group leaders give so much to be here. And like, you need to listen and obey. And so I like made all of them write notes to this leader had to drive to her home and deliver those notes afterwards and beg her to keep leading <laughs> Please that, come that group of students. And she did. She kept leading them through middle school and then all the way through high school Man. as well. So she just like left. She There was she no other leader there. No, She's like, they no, were, you guys are on your own. They, was it the end of the night or was it like still? It was halfway through the group. So there was still time to go. So that's what yeah. we did the rest of the group is write Wrote letters. Notes, notes of apology. I'm like, you don't know how hard it is to recruit. Yeah. I can't <laughs> recruit another one. You're going to help me recruit her back. I promise she cares leader. for you. <laughs> then you were also like a seventh grade girls group leader for I like 30 minutes. I was for like 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Changed their life. That's more experience than I got for Changed sure. their life. Never done that. that. And uh, since that time... 108 is now a storage closet. Is it? And it's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. That room is, is. haunted or something. <laughs> it's, it's still got the, the feeling in it. Awesome. So if you've never done that, then you are succeeding in, in life completing. So. Yeah, if you're still going, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Don't, awesome. So don't get they, any don't get ahead. any ideas from that. Like don't quit. Like, that's not what you should learn from this <laughs> no, podcast. That's not that's not the hope. The hope is that we're gonna provide you with some practical 
tips that you can listen to real quick and lead life groups better your next Wednesday night or your next Sunday night. So, yes. Nakomas, we ask you to come here to talk about uh, creating an inviting culture yeah. for your group. So, go ahead and open up, share whatever you have for us. About yeah. That. So, here's what I thought I could do um, maybe share a few ways to create that inviting culture, things awesome. that you can do. Um, and then one way to keep that inviting culture once they are there. And then okay. another way of what you do to follow up with it. Sound awesome. good? I'm yeah, ready. So, so one of the things I love about what you guys are creating student ministry um, is that there is like depth to what you guys do with the, the messages and the life group thing. Um, Sam and Matt, you guys are killing it at that. But the other hand, it's not just discipleship, but you're creating an environment where we can invite people as well. But I feel like, you know, I'm a, now an eighth grade boys life group leader. I feel like that, that onus is on us to help create that that invite night as well. So three things that um, I think every life group leader can do to create an invite culture. You ready? Yep. Number one. This is this is already a classic like yeah. teaching from Nokomis. Yeah, classic. There, Top th- three points. Three points. I'm ready then, for it. <laughs> an additional two points that will make us go over time. <laughs> so point number one is this, is if you're going to create an invite culture, you have to make it personal. I think this is key for any aspect of discipling somebody else. Before you can disciple somebody else in any area, you have to first be discipled in that area yourself. And so if you're going to create an invite culture in your group, the question I would have is, are you an invitational person to begin with as a leader? And so you have to make it personal because the reality is evangelism takes a lot of courage, right? Mm -hmm. Like it is hard for an adult to go up to your neighbor and tell someone about Jesus or invite them to church. It is 10 times harder to do that when you're a teenager, because now for the very first time, like you're worried about how people view you and think about you, and you don't want to lose friendships, you want to hold on to them. And so, man, it takes a ton of courage for them to do that. And so if if you're asking them to do something courageous, if you're asking them to take the jump off of the evangelism cliff, uh, my hope is that you've done that yourself at some point, that you've invited somebody to be a part of the group you're a part of or invited them to church, or at least told them about Jesus. Um, If you're telling your students, hey, man, you need to invite somebody, it's important, you can change a life, and you've never done that yourself, um, what I love about students is they can sniff out a fake from like far away. They can tell, Mm -hmm. oh, you're just saying that because Matt and Sam ask you to do that, and you don't really believe that. You're not doing that personally. So if if you want your students to invite you have to be willing to do it yourself and make it personal. And the way you let them know that is you tell them a story of, hey, man, I know how hard it is. I tried to invite my neighbor, and uh, they said thanks for the invite, but no. Um, And let them know that you survived it and you're still friends with them. Or tell them the story of, man, I invited a friend of mine to Harvester, and they came for the first time, and it was awesome feeling, and I felt like I made a difference. And then give them the opportunity to possibly live that story out for themselves as well. So make it personal. <clears throat> yeah, they crave that authenticity. Yeah, they and if if you're doing it, they'll do it as well. And they know yeah. when you're not being authentic. Yeah, yeah, sure. Second thing. So not just make it personal, but make it specific. Um, this is something that doesn't come naturally to me. Like I'm more of a give people principles kind of thing. And so one of the easy things to do is to look at your group and say, you know, you should invite someone. Um, next week's uh, invite night. Like everybody, we're all going to invite someone next week. And uh, it's going to be awesome next week. But I think if you want to take it to the next level, you have to make it specific and not just give them the principle of evangelism is good, inviting is good. You have to 
tell them to make it specific. So instead of saying, hey, everybody invite someone, it needs to be, hey, everybody, let's talk about who we're going to invite next week and uh-huh. make them say a name. Yeah. Um, because I know a lot of times for me, I'm like, all right, I need to invite somebody. But then you leave church, you leave group, and it's gone. You don't know it yeah. anymore. But if you can get them to say the name of a friend, the next time they see that friend, that's what they're thinking about. Sure. Of like, oh, I said I want to invite Joey. And there he is. And now it clicks back into their head. Of That's the person I said I was going to invite. So making them say a name is, is important. So who are you going to invite? Um, that's a great question to ask, not just invite. And then go around and make them say a name. One of the things that um, we did this a long time ago in one of my groups is we use like an empty chair as well as a visual. Do you remember this, Sam? I, I remember I was literally looking through Instagram today, looking back to try to find an old picture of my life group. And I saw a time when you did this as a teaching and you had one middle chair in the middle of the worship center area and left it blank. Yeah. I left it empty. Yeah. And, and you can do that in a group too. Yeah. Of just, so you, most of us, we, we sit in chairs and hit them against the back of the walls and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> one great thing to do is always have an empty chair in your group and um, be specific at least. You don't have to do it every week, but at least one week of saying, who is going to fill this chair next week? So this is a great thing to do before an invite night. That's of, cool. Um, hey, next week, everybody's inviting. Here's an empty chair. Who are you going to invite to sit in this chair? And then have everybody just pray over that chair to literally put their hands on it at the end of group and just pray for that person and pray for the courage to invite that person. Um, but they have to use a name, not just, um, I would like to invite one of my friends. Well, what's your friend's name? Mm-hmm. My friend's name is Janelle. I'd like to invite Janelle mm-hmm. and pray over that person. I love that. It's so simple, but it's also gives them that like, not just verbal, but a visual thing to see of here's an empty chair. I could literally fill that next week just by asking somebody. That's awesome. Yeah. And then the joy that they get when they see someone sitting in that chair that they mm-hmm. prayed over. And then the joy you get as a leader of like seeing, I mean, that wasn't just them, but that was the Holy Spirit working in them, through them on that heart. And now something special has happened in our room because they're sitting in that chair. So you said you've had groups do that before? Yeah. Awesome. And sometimes we'd even have them like write their name on a post-it note and put it on the chair. Nice. Uh, one thing I've done in the past is actually have a chair that they write on, um, and then you put it out, and the name is always on that chair, like on a marker. You just have to make sure. Yeah, check if... with us before that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, ask before you use one of the church's chairs. But then make sure that chair is gone if someone comes and one of those visitors do come. <laughs> why is my name on the chair? Oh, why is my name on the chair? <laughs> what did I walk into? <laughs> We are now going to burn. Pick me up. (laughs) We're now going to kill a cat and sprinkle blood on this chair with your name on it. Janelle has arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so make it specific. That's a great way to uh, up the invite culture of your group. Um, Third thing that you can do to to create an invite culture in your group is to make it easier. So make it personal, make it specific, and then make it easier. Mm. I say easier, not easy. Um, Inviting is never going to be easy. Um, now, there's always going to be kids in your group who maybe one or two of them, those are going to be your inviters. Rarely is it going to be everybody in your group's the inviter, but you can at least make it easier for those kids who have the difficulty of inviting. And one of the best things you can do is give them resources to invite. So not just put the onus on them of saying, go invite. 
but to say, here's some resources to go invite. So you guys, Matt and Sam, you guys do a killer job of creating environments and special days that really work for that of like, this is a night to invite someone because it's going to be fun. Those fun nights are really easy to invite someone to. Um, The thing that groups can do is provide resources as well so that those students can invite. One of the things that works well is, I love that you do this, Matt, for us as leaders, is you give us a little... Um, script to send parents. It just makes it easy to copy and paste and send to parents. Um, Us leaders can do that for our students when it comes to inviting, of writing a little script to give to your students and actually just texting it to them and telling them, hey, just copy and paste this text to five friends right now. And just writing a text that says, hey, we are having a splash night on Wednesday. I'd love for you to come. If you need a ride, let me know. Are you in? And then sending that to your whole group and telling them, copy and paste it exactly as is and send it to five friends. Um, And so just giving them that resource where they don't have to try and figure out, (laughs) and what do I say? How do I write this? I've never done this before. Um, That makes it a little bit easier for them to do that. Yeah, for sure. Taking one of those hoops out of the way. Yeah. To jump through. That's good. Yeah, maybe the hardest thing to do, and maybe you've done this, is you've sat down and you've typed something. You're like, no, I can't say it that way. And you spend two hours writing one text. Yeah. It's like, just let's remove that timeout. Just give it to them. And then there's a typo once you send it. You're like, oh, no, now I got to send it again. And that's the worst. Yeah. One of the other things I've told our guys to do is one of the easiest things to do is just invite them over to your house on a Wednesday. Uh, If if it's hard to invite them to church, invite them to your house Mm -hmm. and say, hey, you want to come over to my house after school and play video games or whatever. Um, And then once they're there, they typically, they don't want to go home. Mm -hmm. And so if, if they're... And like my daughter, anytime she goes to a friend's house, they keep extending what they do next <laughs> yeah. of, well, can we just stay for dinner? Can we, we're going to play a game after this. Can we now stay the night? Yeah. So invite a friend over um, before group, just after school or whatever to your house. And then when it's like an hour left, say, hey, I'm going to middle school life group tonight. You want to keep hanging out and come with me to group tonight as well. We can, we can drop you off at home. So invite, to, invite them to the pre-party, really, it's yeah, at your house. Sure and then invite them over to group. And then obviously make use of those invite nights. Those invite nights are killer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're a blast, they're fun, but they're also gospel-centered too. Yeah. So, so those are the three things I would say. If you want to create nice. an invite culture in your small group, make it personal, so you got to do it yourself. Make it specific, so make them say a name. And then number three, make it easier for them and give them some resources to, to invite. Awesome. Those are good. Yeah. So I can go invite somebody now. Let's do it. Hey, everybody text somebody. Could you send me a send prompt text? Yeah, I'll send you a prompt. Yeah, <laughs> I'll send it out. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love those those examples, especially, man, that last one. I've never thought about that before, just the, how easy it would be. I mean, even for middle schoolers, just thinking that they could easily come in and invite their friend to, to hang out, play video games, and then, hey, obviously, let's go to church and... Kids are going to be down for that. They're already there. Got the ride. Got all that stuff taken care of. That's good. Yeah. It's a great example. So then the question is, like, what happens if someone shows up? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you, like, if one of those friends do show up? Um, yeah. I think yeah. that's part of the culture of creating. Because um, things get awkward whenever you're a group leader and you sit there for the first time and there's, like, a new person there. You don't know their name. You don't know their history of church. Is this the first time they've stepped into church? Are they familiar with it? Um, so just one tip for keeping those new students, something that you can do um, during your group time, 
And I think this is important because we typically will go the opposite direction. Um, and so I, what I wanted to say for the tip was make it deeper, um, but I think I want to say make it interesting instead. Because by deeper, I don't mean like go so deep theologically that you lose somebody. Um, but the reason I say deeper is I think what we tend to do when a new person is in our group is we shallow the whole group out because we want to try to entertain that person in the group. Um, and so I, I I don't know that it needs to go deeper, but maybe what the better word is interesting. Make it interesting. Something that like stimulates them and they're interested. In, but don't go just shallow. Like if, if you want to keep them, our temptation is just to, we're going to use this time to make it fun. Um, it's just going to be a party time. We're going to make people laugh and really not go deep. Um, but I think we need to remember that like we can't outfun whatever other plans they had that day. Yeah. And so, but we can give them something that they can't get anywhere else. And that's interesting to them. That's mm-hmm. interesting to students. Like students, they can get fun. They can get funny outside of this group. Um, but what they can't get is what you guys create, what um, the student ministry creates for them. Um, so, so what can a student get at student ministry that they can't get anywhere else? Or they typically don't get anywhere else. I think they, they typically don't get a group of people who treat them well. Teenagers are typically not treated well by their friends. They're not treated well by their family members. They're rarely treated well by their teachers. They're rarely treated well. But if they can step into your group and be valued and feel like, man, in this setting, um, it feels like I'm cared for and like that people are glad that I'm here. They, they don't get that anywhere else. They're just a face in the mm-hmm. crowd at school. They're just a face in the crowd in their classroom. Um, some of them... They're facing the crowd in their family. Their parents are never around. Their parents are busy with work. So if they can step in, if like a visitor can step into your room and feel like, man, I got attention, I then that's something that they might be drawn back to. Now, our temptation is to like not put a spotlight on them at all, not say their name, not do anything with them, kind of ignore that they're there, look over them so that we don't make them stick out. Uh, but I think teens like to be valued. Um, yeah. Everybody likes a, hey, glad you're here. Good job. Yeah, something mm-hmm. you've said before that I found really beneficial leading a small group is making them the hero and just like pointing them out in a certain way, but then also just like just highlighting them and who they are during that small group time. Yeah. Um, I found that, like you were saying, it's kind of easy to be like, hi, thanks for coming, and just go into your normal small group time. Um, but finding ways to make them the hero, make them stand out during small group is huge, I think, in their lives. Yeah, and that might be, so like if you do your like introductions in your group of like, hey, what are you, let's introduce everybody, what's something you're good at or something you love to do in life or whatever, um, just really celebrating that, especially when the visitor says something like, yeah. I, I love sports. Like, really, what sports do you play? Bas- basketball's awesome. And yeah. like really make them excited about who they are. Yeah. Um, Sometimes life group leaders, we like to become the hero of the group. Like, look at look how smart I am. I played basketball. I'm better in high than school. basketball at you. I bet I could beat you. Let's let's arm wrestle <laughs> yeah. right now, and let me show you that I'm the the yeah. king of this group. Um, but really raising them up to a level of no, awesome. you're the hero of this moment. That's really important. Um, one of the things that I think is invitational about group is when you can go deeper. I think that's what makes group interesting. Is in group you have the ability to answer questions that that kid's probably asking. And they don't have anywhere else to get the answer to that question. They can get entertainment anywhere. They can get mm-hmm. laughter anywhere. They can get goof off anywhere. But what they're not going to get is 
interesting conversation. And so if you can give a new person an insight into their friend that invited them, like if Evan's like answering a question in an in-depth way and Evan invited Joey, yeah. Joey's like, man, I've never seen that side of Evan. That's interesting to me. Yeah, um, I've seen the goof off side of Evan. I've seen the the funny, I've seen the sports side of Evan, but now I'm seeing him answer something in depth. That's really interesting to uh, a visitor. And then they begin to wonder like, I wonder if they have answers to my questions that I'm asking. I wonder if it's okay for me to say something. Yeah, um, They won't get that anywhere else. So um, make it deeper, make it interesting. I don't know what word to use there, but yeah. pique, pique their interest. Yeah, that's, cool. that's true. It is, it is difficult when you have that new kid coming and you're like trying to figure out how do you balance? You want to you want to give them some attention, but you also don't want to make it all about them. You don't want to make them feel too uncomfortable. But I think those are really good suggestions there. Yeah, yeah, and and you can use their friend to make them interested. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so like pick on the friend that brought them. <laughs> make that person the one who prays. Um, Would you say when a new person comes into the small group setting and you're trying to highlight them? I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but would you like take? your normal students and kind of set them to the side for that night and kind of really focus on them? Or are you trying to balance that? What would you, like, what would your ratio be for attention to new kid to kid that shows up every single week? If there is a new kid, I, w- I would most definitely change the first 10 minutes okay. um, of like basically starting over like it's the beginning of the year sure. of say, hey, I know... Um, not everybody in here knows everybody's name. That's typically what I say. I know not, even though it's just one person who right. doesn't know everybody. I know not everybody knows everybody's name. So let's go around, uh, introduce your name, what school you go to, and something that you're good at. And then you just start over that first 10 minutes. So mm-hmm. they can kind of put some names together, but we could also hear their story. Sure. Um, and then that's a good way to highlight that person because they get a good 15, 20 seconds of talking about themselves. But then just going into the group as normal so that they can ex- experience what normally happens there. Yeah. And then hopefully get to, to hear some of that depth and those questions. Cool. So not necessarily put this other students to the side, but kind of get everyone in the same playing field and then go in your normal small yeah, group time. Yeah, exactly. I like that. And then our group, one of the things that we do in our group is we make everybody read the Bible. So like when it comes time to the lesson, we, we break it up like everybody take one verse. Yeah. Um, or at the end, everybody pray for the person on your left. When there's a visitor there, those are the times where I switch it up and like, all right, we're, who wants to read? Who wants to pray? Um, yeah. And we won't force everybody to do it in that in that setting. Gotcha. So that's another way we take like them that. into account. So um, that, that's one t- tip for keeping new students. Uh, here's one tip for making them regular attenders. I think that's the win. So I don't... The win for that student... I think is that they come back a second time. Um, the win for the the invite culture is that your students just invite. By the way, so celebrate even when they invite and they get turned down. Just like man, that's awesome! You had the courage to invite. Yeah. To me, that's the win. Just that you did it, not that anybody came. But the win should be for me in our group is if that person comes a second time, um, then there there's something happening in their heart. So. Obviously, if they come the first time, if you want them to come a second time, what do you do? Uh, invite them back. Oh, <laughs> like make it a point to invite them back before they leave the first time, though. So yeah. you, you've said um, at the end of the group, "Hey, 
Hey, Joey, so glad you're here. I hope you'll be back next week. Um, your second week will be so much more fun now that you know the guys. Mm-hmm. So like the leader needs to invite them back immediately. Don't wait for um, the week, yeah. the end of the week to do it. But also invite a second time uh, if we if you got their information or whatever. Leader needs to invite them back, but then encourage who invited whoever invited them to invite them back. So hopefully they're getting three invites back from yeah. you the night of, hopefully from you the week of, a few days later, and then from their friend uh, after group as well. Yeah, and they get invited back by us because we send them cards. If they're a new student, brand new, we'll send them a card. So if you ever need that information, you can definitely get it from Samurai because we'll have that information for you if you didn't get their stuff. So All of their information. All of it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's one thing to make them feel loved in that group moment, but whenever they get that invite back or that card back, yeah. it's like, oh, I think they really did like that I showed up. I think yeah. that... I really did fit in. They want me to be a part of this. And and the hero. Yeah, everybody loves to be invited to something. Uh, someday I hope to be invited to something. Um, but until then, I will invite our students to be a part yeah. of our group. I, mean, I think something you said was just intriguing to me, was just like how you switch up. I've never done this before, but how you switch up your group time and go around and introduce everybody. And I was just like working through it as you were talking about it. But it makes sense them being able to have everybody's name so they can go home and say, Oh, at high school night, I know this person. I know John. I know Steve. I know all these people. Instead of if you don't, then they're going to go home and say, I don't really know anybody. It was it was okay, I guess. It was fun. People talked to me, but I don't know anybody's name. You know, yeah. I know one person's name. So being able to have them tag names to the night would probably be cool. Yeah, even in our group, and you guys probably know this in your group too, that when a new person does come, they typically know at least one other person in oh, the yeah. group that they went to school they go to school with, they just didn't know that person's name. Yeah. Like, oh, I've seen you at school, but I didn't know your name. And now they know that name and they can talk to them at school as well. Yeah. One of my favorite things. Network, yeah. Is when a student shows up and they're like, Jessica, what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, there's just that connection yeah. of they see each other at school every I had day. No clue you believed in Jesus. <laughs> you don't yeah, act anything <laughs> like I thought a Christian. Okay, was. maybe it's not my favorite thing ever, but uh, it's such a cool thing when you see students start to see other people they know as they're showing up to small group time or large group time. Yeah. Nice. So invite them back. Everybody loves to be missed too. Oh, yeah. So if they if they miss another one, invite them a second week. Um, you don't need a. I would never hammer a first-time guest if they mm-hmm. if they don't show up two weeks in a row. Then stop contacting them. Don't be <laughs> the, the creeper who's doing that. But uh, it's okay to invite them back. I think two weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, awesome. Let them know. Hey, we loved you. Missed you. Hope to see you again. That's cool. Very cool. Yes. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Comus, for uh, for those those tips and the three ways to create an inviting culture. Appreciate that. For sure. Um, so we have some middle school invite nights and some high school invite nights we'll be doing this year. Um, high school is kind of going to be a new thing. So high school leaders, if you're listening, we're going to be doing four of those throughout this year. So I hope this kind of helps bridge the gap to those invite nights and then as well to just some small group times in general. Um, so yeah, we're going to make it personal, make it specific, and make it easier um, for these students. Uh, if you have any questions, we went over anything in here, reach out to Nokomis, to Matt, or myself. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to answer those for you guys. Yep. And I have just one clarifying question just Let's hear for it. you as, yeah. as we move on because inviting is great and sometimes our students do it, but like what are some tips to be able to get our whole group like like trained and ready to receive that new yeah. student? Because we might have like 
one kid does a good job inviting, but the rest of the kids, all the eight of them are just wild and makes it yeah. a terrible experience. So how do I get my whole group to be able to see that vision, that mission for, for the one kid that comes? Um, yeah, so I think, I think the invite nights are a good resource to like welcome people in that day, but I think you need to make use of the, the week before mm-hmm. to do those kinds of things. So the week before you're telling them to invite somebody, but then that'd probably also be a good week to remind them of, hey, here's some of the things that we value in our group of not making fun of people, not picking on their answers, mm-hmm. um, just in case like the person who's invited says something that hmm. is is like, well, that's theologically correct. Like, let's not pick on their answers and make fun of them for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also uh, make sure that you're, you're care, you care for people. Um, next week, we may have some visitors, so let's be good hosts and love them there. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's huge. Just something I wish I would have done more for my guys when, when they were in middle school, something that we missed out on. Anytime they would bring a new person in the group, they would act like 100% the same as they did the week before, and their culture was make, make fun of each other and laugh at each other. Like, that's how we started. Like, they just yeah. love to pick on each other. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that would carry on to a time when new student, and I'm like trying to like grab the reins and control that in the middle of group, but there's no controlling that yeah. once it started. So, yeah, prepping them a week before is huge, or yeah. even just making that a consistent part of your small group time, I think, would be huge. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well, sweet. Thank you, Nokomis, again. Thanks for coming and, and speaking to us and uh, sharing with us. So, yeah, uh, this is the end. I guess we'll this say, I hope you know that you're appreciated and you know that you are making a huge difference for our middle school and high school students. We truly cannot do this without you. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you guys at Middle School Life Groups and High School Nights. Yep. See you. See you then. Yep.